The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more. Opening up the business section today. Tech stock should be ready for a big pullback. What should investors do? Huh. Let's think about that one for a second. Jobless claims stay, stay incredibly high as employers hesitate. There was a reckoning yesterday, and I hate politics. I hate everything about it. I, I, I kind of hate Republicans. I kind of hate Democrats. I just I don't like getting involved in these issues because they don't. I can't win. But yesterday there was a down eight hundred day on Wall Street, and people looked around and they said. What happened today? Why aren't the tech stocks hitting all-time highs? Like, what what was the pullback? And I think we ended the day yesterday scratching our head and saying, well, we've gone a long way, far and fast, and we just hit record numbers on Apple and Google and Microsoft and Amazon, and, like, these guys can't carry us forever, and the rest of the stock market's a little unsure about the COVID recovery. One damning thing yesterday was maybe the market's starting to price in a Joe Biden win. And it's going down because Biden's more likely to raise taxes. I don't know. I'm not that smart. What I can tell you is there's a lot of stupid people. I remember a friend of mine panicked out of his mind the day that Trump was elected. Panicked. Sent out one of the worst worded client letters I've ever seen. And then everything was better the next day. And it's like, whoa. No, pull it back, pull it back. Um, I can tell you that when Obama got elected, a lot of people weren't ready for a black president. And a lot of people said on Wall Street, I wonder what this means. I wonder what this means in spending. I don't know what this means in the economy. When George W. Bush won, a lot of people were like, well, he's certainly not as smart as his father. And, you know, his father was the head of the CIA and a smart guy. And clearly this is a to-do-well child who's had a silver spoon in his mouth, and the markets did okay. Then we can go back to Bubba, George Clinton. Not George Clinton. He's the grandfather of Funk. Bill Clinton. George Clinton would have been a funny president, <clears throat> landing every press conference in a spacecraft uh, like George Clinton in the Parliament Funk deal. Right, right. Are you right? Um, but we had worries about a, a little silly governor out of Arkansas. He was called Governor Bubba. Um, he was too much of a man of the people. Then before that, you can go into George Bush Sr. And then uh, Reagan and then Carter. Carter was a hillbilly from Georgia. How did he get elected? That's what the personification was when it happened. We were worried. I'm not going to be dumb enough to ever say anything stupid like, I don't know which one would be better, Biden or Trump. I'm going to go with whatever one gets in. I'm not going to tell you how to think. That's not my business. That's my job. We'll analyze it as it goes. Um, but you don't want to hear me talking politics. You want to hear me talking about tech stocks. Um, man, I own a lot of these names like Facebook, Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, and Netflix. And when you see the run that they've had, and like I looked at my net worth this year, it's halfway through the year. Don't get mad at me. I'm not obsessed with it. But I'm up. I'm like, during COVID-19, I'm up? 
am I going to try to protect things? You know, like I told you last year, I rebalanced a little bit out of growth and into a little bit more value. Um, comes with the territory if you do this professionally. Um, but tech stocks aren't going to carry us all the time. The jobless claims are important. Um, people who are amateur economists, like all of us, we look around at our friends and family and we go, I know a guy who lost his job at uh, Uber. You know, he was flying around the country, uh, pulling together teams around India and like, uh, kind of want to say the Hague, but that's not like quite right. Uh, parts of Europe, parts of Europe. Um, the ones that I don't remember their names, not Stockholm, but somewhere close to there. Um, but he lost his job and he's the guy who bought a $250,000 car. So I can go, wow, you know, expensive car salespeople are screwed. Um, but, or he is cause he's lost the job and now he has to pay his California taxes on that car every year. Right. Anyhow, you get the idea that jobs are going to be important in the recovery, not just tech sh- stocks. McDonald's is ending a beyond meat burger trial in Canada. Oh, Canada. They have no plans for a vegetarian option. Beyond meat is down today on that news. I remember months ago when we looked at this, uh, the PLT, the plant lettuce tomato, and we're like, ah, ah, this could be nothing but good for Beyond Meat because if it goes well, certainly they'll, so they'll sign on and keep doing it. Well, I guess it didn't go well. Or maybe they're negotiating. Darden Restaurants is a little bit higher today. They had better expectations on earnings and guided first quarter above expectations. Darden Restaurants is not in – Darden Restaurants has a lot of restaurants across the country. Um, and many of them are not in big cities because it's not that kind of place. Like an Olive Garden isn't something where like a San Franciscan is going to say, oh, honey, tonight, let's go to the Olive Garden. We're, we're much more food snobs. Um, and that stock's doing well. So it's a restaurant stock that doesn't have the big city shutdown exposure. On the other hand, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio said the city can officially start reopening phase three on July 6th. And I'm like, that's a couple weeks now. So we are pushing forward with this. Um, some companies are making case-by-case decisions. Disney said, you know, California's just not going to let us open Disneyland when we want it to. So they're down a little bit on that news. Uh, KB Homes is down on disappointing earnings results. And again, like I said, Darden Restaurants is up. Um, Boeing received an analyst downgrade tied towards the airline industry, not necessarily downgrade tied towards, Hey, your planes killed people. Hey, you're going to have to pay for that. Hey, you're going to have to get recertified. And it is a dominant plane in our, uh, transportation system. So suddenly the, the, the story on Boeing is, Oh, and by the way, you're also in the airline industry, which people aren't flying. So I will never tell you what to do politically. I will never pontificate out loud on it. I will never say one candidate's better than the other. That's your business. This is a business show and uh, not an investment show. At the same time, I kind of take that same philosophy with stocks. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm telling you what the big stories are. But you need to figure out if these things are appropriate for you and or not. Just my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Bank of America saying something interesting. They're saying they like gold. Um, the precious metal is up 16% this year. And it is all about coronavirus. 
And the response the United States did by saying, we got trillions of dollars. And for the record, that Money Heist TV show that I was talking about earlier in the, in the thing, one of the fascinating things about it is they figured out how to do a crime without actually stealing money from any one person, but buy it from a country and just using their printing presses. It's a pretty genius concept because you can get behind that. Is it really a crime if I were to print a billion dollars and walk out of a bank with it? Um, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm devaluing a currency, which hurts people, right? Um, but inside the show, they go, governments are doing this every day. They're printing the billions and billions of dollars, and it's going to the banks. Um, and that's exactly what we did. So Bank of America said, let's stay sober here and keep an eye on gold, because if we're going to continue to print money, there will be a, a, a ramification in theory. It just doesn't happen. Why? Hey, everybody, you can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Coldplay said something pre-COVID that they were not going to tour this year. In large part with their new album, not because they have more money than the proverbial gods of the world, right? But because they want to be green and they haven't been able to really figure out, like, how can we travel the world and do this correctly without, you know, creating an amazing carbon footprint for people who want to see the show and for people who uh, put on the show. So they, t- they said they're going to take a year off and the COVID hits and they're like, well, we're definitely taking a year off now kind of thing. But it was a trend in place already. I'm very interested by that. Of the millennials saying, we want green. The bands that appeal to millennials saying, we want green. Um, I'm not a big Facebook guy. I'm not a big Instagram guy. Malcolm Gladwell said something today that you can't truly know a person if you follow them on Facebook. And I'm like, totally get it. Um, I can tell people who are like kind of how shall we say it, attention seekers who want to show daddy that they did okay or who want to show the world that they married well or something like that. Anyhow, taking a look at the markets today. Um, nothing. It is a, the most sideways day I've seen in a long time. Um, we are literally down one third of percent, up five tenths of one percent on the Dow, down one quarter of a percent on the Nasdaq. Boring, slightly higher on the Russell. Um, there was a lot of talk yesterday about more stimulus checks. That Trump sees the poll numbers, and whether he believes them or not, he knows that he can get votes by saying, "Anyone want free money?" Remember that show, uh, Money Heist, I've been talking about throughout the morning on Netflix? One of the things the robbers do is that they give you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to, to the, the poor people in the city that they're robbing. Um, it's a good way to get on their side in case the police are chasing you kind of thing. Same thing with the government. Uh, stimulus checks. Here's what I think happens. The Republicans are going to look for more money. Or they're going to look for more money for sectors hit hard so they can improve their chances of re-election. A lot of people vote with their checkbook. And the Democrats are going to say, you know, hey, we want the money to go to hospitals because that'll help them get re-elected. They seem to be the party of health care. The Republicans seem to be the hard party of jobs. It's too simple that way. And I, I have noticed they've gotten back to fighting with one another instead of spending billions and billions and trillions and trillions of dollars. 
So no fiscal discipline here. <laughs> no, thank you. We'll pass on that one. Wells Fargo is rallying above its 50-day moving average. That's one of those financials that should be doing better than it is. But when you have customers that you rip off and open fake accounts in, it's tough to get back on your feet, especially in the government eyes. Uh, financials are interesting to me right now because they're they're the baby. Hey, honey, go throw out the bathwater. Make sure the baby's not in there. Um, the stock market started today's session in the red, but quickly went positive on strength in financials. If I were hunting for value, I would probably have an Australian accent. I'd probably have a YouTube channel. Crikey. All stocks seem expensive. Let's see if I can't find the elusive albino value stock. And it's Ameriprise Financial. It's Goldman Sachs. It's Wells Fargo. It's JP Morgan. It's Bank of America. It's Invesco. These are all companies that really haven't participated because they're the companies that get punished the most for low interest rates. And the only thing our government can come up with between their two heads or between their two ears uh, is low cost of money, low cost of money, low cost of money. Low cost of money doesn't help the financials. It helps a lot of other people, but it doesn't help the financials. That's worthy of note. Miami reporter Brian Eaton reports that Florida added 5,005 COVID-19 cases on Wednesday. This is important. Why? I don't think the NBA can get back up and going. If Florida's going to be a hot spot, um, some of the things we're learning about athletes and about owners is they're incredibly petty. And they're not petty. If I can make $15 million throwing a baseball 100 miles an hour, um, and I'm a free agent at the end of this year, and I'm playing for the Cleveland Indians, I don't want to go out there and pitch for the rest of the year, make peanuts. I know there's going to be a, a big payday coming down the road in next season. Um, if you're a guy who's got a wife who's got like a lung disease, um, you don't want to play. If you've got children who are immune compromised. So I've got some immune compromises in my body. I've got some problems with um, rashes. Very, very sensitive to infections and rashes. Um, I don't want to fly to Phoenix and brag about it. McDonald's ends Beyond Burgers trials in Canada. No current plans to add it to the menu. No PLT for you. Interesting. If you watch that stock, Beyond Meat... IPO, eh, it's kind of interesting. Then it does nothing, and then it gets a deal with um, within the industry and with Starbucks and you know, do they get Burger King? Do they get McDonald's? Do they get China? They've been headline driven, which is kind of fun. The National Institute of Health could own intellectual property related to Moderna's COVID nineteen vaccine. Oh no. National Institutes of Health is claiming joint ownership of the vaccine that's going into testing in July for the final phases. Moderna seems to be the great white hope. Oh, boy, I can't say that anymore. Wow, things have changed in the world, huh? They seem to be the great hope. Let's take the color out of it. When boxing had a white champion many, many, many years ago, the great white hope with a society that was fascinated by this. Yeah, yeah. But Moderna seems to be the the big possibility. NIH is saying, hey, we we might get some money from that vaccine. Not all of it may be going to Moderna. 
So co-owning the vaccine would allow the NIMH to more broadly license the underlying technology to other vaccination manufacturers without the consent of Moderna, a company that is valued at $25 billion despite having no drugs that are approved in the world. So suddenly Moderna may become a little less attractive, right? Even with the COVID um, cure, if they get it. Again, it's a little burger riser to get into the next several mentioned. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Money investing and more. Don't be shy. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Thank you for listening to the show. I say that from the bottom of my heart. I really do appreciate it. I had an email from a man named Glenn last week that I've had two emails that I really liked in the last probably three weeks. One almost pissed at the stock market fitting all time highs. And I can't use curse words, but let's just say he might've said friggin' fragging two or three times. He's losing his cool with how well the market's doing and he's making money. He's doing well, but he, he doesn't like the disconnect. On one hand, he sees like, Hey, we're struggling with this COVID reopening thing. On the other hand, the market's hitting all time highs. And the IMF is saying, hey, this doesn't really add up either. So it's not just the average person saying it. It's not just the billionaire tycoon who's saying it. It's a lot of people. I was proud of him. And then I got an email, because uh, he should question. And I got an email from the man who said, you know, I'm starting to think oh, I, the market's rigged and it always goes higher because neither Republican nor Democrats want to bail out Social Security, and this is the closest thing to it. And sorry if poor people who don't have enough money to pay their rent don't have enough money to buy stocks. They don't come along for the ride. Um, that's just that is a heavy, heavy conspiracy theory that I kind of I'm not against. I'm not saying I'm I'm going to go out and support it. Anyway, I wanted to talk about some stocks and how Wall Street sees things very very differently. Um, Microsoft, they own Microsoft Windows, they own Microsoft Operating System, they own Microsoft, um, you know, the, the work, the group working technologies, the, the email technologies, the Excel spread technologies, the work together technology, collaboration technologies, like they're pretty dominant what they do. It's kind of funny because when Microsoft, a couple years later, you know, as they're moving into the internet, they come up with the Xbox. And everyone's like, "That'll never work." Microsoft is a a blue co- a white collar uh, company that, that caters towards businesses, and like they're too sterile. Game video game companies need to be fun and exciting. They didn't invent Halo; they bought it from a group of creative people. They didn't invent Minecraft; they bought it from one creative man. Um, and what they paid for both those franchises paid off nicely. Really, really nicely. It's like Disney. Do you remember Disney buying Pixar? You're like, whoa. Why are they doing that? They're Disney. Disney buying Marvel. Disney buying Star Wars. Disney. Like sometimes you could buy the intellectual property before other people do. What a disaster if Pixar and and uh, Star Wars uh, got in the hands of Time Warner or Comcast. Uh, do you see where I'm going at with that? So sometimes you could buy your way in. So Microsoft is looked at very, very differently. Some people see them as rolling up companies because they have cash. Some people see them as the embedded technology company 
very similar to Apple, what Apple is to mobile phones, Microsoft is to computing or something like that. But some of the research that I do is people who look at things a little differently. For instance, Microsoft is going above and beyond its emission goals, aiming to be carbon neutral in the next 10 years, a feat that will not be easy um, for such a massive technology company to pull off. They've pioneered new solutions to aid other companies in curbing their emissions as well. They've built hardware and software to help monitor and better understand the effect of different institutions have on the planet. They're creating tools to better handle the world's growing waste crisis. So you've probably never thought of Microsoft like that. I hope not. I'm not telling you. I'm not. I own shares, but I'm not telling you to. I haven't even looked at the valuation recently. I know that the stock market has been on a tear, and I'm like, it's overpriced. Has anything fundamentally changed with the company? Have they done a bad acquisition? Have they lost a key figure? Have they been hurt or are hindered or are positively built something out of COVID? There's other companies like Shopify, Canadian e-commerce company I was doing research on. Um, the company does real-time e-commerce. So businesses rely on them. Budweiser and Red Bull um, are some big ones, as is Tesla. Shopify makes purchasing goods and services easy for anyone. So Shopify looks like it's got staying power. And I bring that up because when you talk about them, the, the first thing that most people say is, well, they're a poor man's Amazon. They should buy FedEx or they should merge with FedEx and Walmart. And wow. Shopify is delving into blockchain technology, and they're promising to pick up sustainability. So that's out there. <clears throat> Polaris infrastructure. I don't know if you can tell what the theme of the segment is. Is It's companies that are doing something for the environment that you may not think of as that. But Polaris inf uh, infrastructure is exactly what you think when you think about helping out the world. They do renewable energy with a global footprint. Ticker symbol is PIF. It's one of those companies that will show up on a screen, and I like to screen stocks out and then find the story inside the stock. I don't like to find the story first. I want to find the stock first that looks like a candidate. Growing revenue year over year, quarter over quarter, maybe decade over decade. <clears throat> but Polaris, Polaris Infrastructure is doing renewable energy with the infrastructure. They've got a big Nicaragua geothermal project. It's producing 77 megawatts of renewable electricity in Peru. Um, it's got eight new power plants. So what they're doing is interesting to saving the planet. Now, did I tell you anything about the debt of the company? Did I tell you anything about the product? How does it differentiate? I didn't. It's just one side of a story. So I, I, I like thinking of stocks as an onion that you have to peel to find Good and exciting stuff. Um, but it's out there. It really, really is out there. California wants to hit the accelerator on Uber and Lyft. See, see my little play there? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <clears throat> on drivers becoming employees. The problem with that is that's what the politicians want. That's what society wants. Treat people with respect. Give them health care benefits. Don't maximize profits. Give them a 401k. Uh, make it a safe workplace environment, not a distant contractual uh, deal. 
contractors in our, our workforce have risen in the last 10, 15, 20 years. In large part, if you have a kid today, you may want to teach them to grow up to be an independent contractor because corporations want to get out of doing the healthcare. Again, that is a wide generalization. But I'm okay with wide generalizations because this is a radio show. California plans to file court documents seeking to compel Uber and Lyft to reclassify their drivers as employees within the next few weeks. So that's going to be interesting on how that affects Uber and Lyft and their stock. Again, we know they're dealing with COVID. Now they're dealing with, not dealing with this, but it comes again with business. You almost have to have a legal team in this day and age if you're going to do something that disrupts kind of the old guard because they're not going to be happy with it. Google's another company I've been looking at in that ESG space, Save the World. Um, they're going green hardcore. It's focused on raising the bar for smart use of world's resources, like Facebook, Google's creating sustainable, energy-efficient data centers and workplaces. Um, so trying to rebuild supply chains on how they work. It's working with partner companies to help them go green. So a lot of these companies that you find evil, I find kind of interesting. Even something like a BlackRock, tickers will be okay. Now you're saying, you don't talk about BlackRock often. I don't. Um, they're a global investment management company. Global. Again, one of those James Bond kind villains where you're like, the CEO of BlackRock is hiding out in a lair. $7.4 trillion in assets under management. BlackRock has gone a big-time investment strategy shift, prioritizing. They're a big-money management company, and they're saying, we're looking at ESG stocks first. And I'm like, you're not looking at make money first. You're not looking... That's what they say. BlackRock's focus on technology and sustainability has fueled the new trend in the marketplace. Trying to Ultimately, what I'm trying to get at is investors are more conscious about where they put their money. A couple of years ago, I was giving speeches um, to different groups, and one of the things that really started to emerge in a trend on speeches is corporations wanted their millennials treated differently than the Generation X, differently than the baby boomers. It's not quite right. Differently, I don't want to say it's discriminatory, but they understand, like, we need to listen to this generation. They want to work for a company that gives them a day off to go clean up a church or gives them a day off to go clean up a road. They want that, and if they don't get that, they're they're unhappy. So that's all out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I want to talk a little bit about Uber and Lyft and how they have a market cap of about $70 billion in a giant auto industry. Who are some other players in the auto industry other than Uber and Lyft? GM, Ford, Chrysler, Tesla? Um, there's a lot going on there. There's a company called Faith Drive, and they too have a green strategy. They want to work with Uber, Lyft, GM, Ford, Chrysler, not necessarily Tesla, because Tesla's fairly green in theory. But they want, you know, to remove carbon emissions from the earth with plants. And you're like, oh. A lot of megatrends going on. Megatrends. That sounds like a good way to make money. Put your money in front of a megatrend or into a megatrend. The disruption on the auto industry is going to be over $8 trillion, And there's going to be big money going into sustainability in automobiles. 
carbon neutral ride sharing is going to be a thing? I don't know. Does that still make you want to own a company with a lot of debt like a Hertz? I don't know. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I haven't even looked at the markets. Shall we do it together? I saw that we opened a little lower. We went a little bit of green, and now we're a little bit of green, going nowhere fast. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So, at one point in time, I was a dating man in San Francisco, and one of the more interesting things was anyone younger than me, I would always like glom onto what they did socially. And one of the things was games like Word with Friends. And I saw, like, wow, this generation is doing things a little bit differently than mine. We would call up friends and say, hey, want to meet at you know, a beer, uh, bar and have a beer? They're playing words with friends on their phones. Um, I bring this up because it, it jumps to the next thing. Fortnite is going to be screening Batman Inception in the Prestige, I think, Friday. Um. Christopher Nolan movies. He's got a new one coming out right after COVID ends. It's slated, I think, for like late July. And they're trying to like get people to watch a preview. One of the things about not going to movies right now is we're not watching previews about movies we might be seeing in the future. Um, I think it's genius. Not for me, but for how kids interact today. They would rather have headsets on talking to each other in different locations than that's just as good. So I'm going to look at that. I'm going to go, kind of interesting. All right, let's, let's take a look at the numbers. And is there a business model there? I've already told you that there's one entertainment company that the virtual concerts that Travis Scott and Marshmallow have done on Fortnite have caught the attention of the music industry because they can't do concerts right now. Um, I don't think. So what, what they're figuring out is there's different business models. And what I mean by that is... Um, you get a nerd, a computer nerd, to do exactly like what the Travis Scott concert was like, but you do it for your favorite band, uh, Dave Matthews Band, or something like that. And you put you send the whole band in at different times on different days to record their part with cap, screen capture. That's a business that's come out of this. Like that's less than a hundred days old. I'm excited by that. Like that's a good thing with COVID. Um, I've worked my butt off for the better part of thirty years. I've had a, I, I've enjoyed not working as much. I've enjoyed cutting down on the driving. That's the only area where I'm saving time, but it adds up 10 hours a week. A little bit of sadness for you. You know, companies that are highly leveraged to debt. <clears throat> Chuck E. Cheese has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Um, when I was a kid, Chuck E. Cheese was a mecca. It was like Casa Bonita. But Casa Bonita is Cartman in South Park, an amazing place to go for your birthday. Chuck E. Cheese had that idea. Video games and pizza. And for some reason, they threw robots into it, which I don't understand. Dancing animal robots or something like that. I never understood that. And then they made just crap pizza. I remember doing a story on Chuck E. Cheese about two months ago. They started like um, calling themselves, like, excuse me for not having this anywhere near correct, but like Amici Brothers. So that when you're going on your app to figure out who has pizza, you didn't see Chuck E. Cheese to go pick it up. It was like a Michi Brothers. He's like, I wonder if that, that's real close to Chuck E. Cheese. And then you are like, oh, it is Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, but they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. 
And again, why? Because they hit COVID with a massive amount of debt. Again, I think the theme of this hour is check out a company's debt level, debt to equity, debt to income. Take a look at a company like Apple and how they service their debt. We used to say Apple's got no debt, but then when debt went to the cost of less than 1%, it's okay if you're a strong company to, to pile up on debt. I've piled up on debt. One mortgage here, one mortgage there, one car here, one super expensive. I've piled on debt. I've had the ability to service it. So you have to have cash flow to service debt. I think that's one of the things that people miss about real estate. Buying a house now isn't smart because the home prices are up. Buying a house is smart right now maybe because you're playing the COVID. People are going to move from the big city to the small city. I get it. But buying a house right now is really smart or could be smart if you're getting $200,000, dollars $500,000 $500, at record low mortgage rates. It's a rock, scissors, paper thing. Um, as I've gotten older, I don't pray to investor gods, but let's pretend we're now in like Game of Thrones world where there's the investor gods, the Bank of Scotland or the Bank of, of the Iron Bank. To me, I wish I can go back to 25 years old. If I was 25 right now, or if I can go back in time and tell my 25-year-old self, no, no, I wanted lower mortgage rates 25 years ago, 30 years ago. My first mortgage was like a seven and a half and 11%. I had to get a second mortgage in order to qualify for the first mortgage. I know you're saying, how stupid is that? Did you just say that? Yeah, I didn't qualify for the first mortgage, so I had to get a second one where they could charge me more. And that leveraged it and that kicked in the door for me on the first one. Seven and a half to twelve percent interest? Like that's ridiculous. As a twenty-five-year-old person now, again, I, I probably would have refinanced through the years if I still had those mortgages. But that's a magical number where we are today. Low mortgage rates. I don't want to beat it up too much. Back to Chuck E. Cheese filing bank bankruptcy. One of the reasons I won't ever own a David Buster's is because I see David Buster's as a modern Chuck E. Cheese. Now, it's got a little bit better of appeal. Instead of a clientele of eight-year-old kids with snotty noses and boogers hanging out everywhere, um, Dave & Buster's is more about the 18- to 25-year-old male who wants to go watch sports and drink with his buddies and play video games. So it's got a little bit more of that alcohol. I mean, if you ever go to Chuck E. Cheese, or not Chuck E. Cheese, if you ever go to Dave & Buster's and go, man, that was a delicious meal. There's something wrong with you. But if you go, man, I had a fun night playing video games and watching sports with my friends. That's about right. Too much debt. Those are expensive buildings. Starbucks, not expensive building. Caribou Coffee, expensive buildings. You can go through the list of hundreds and thousands of stocks that are well-financed. Those are ones you're looking for. But again, consult a broker advisor taking action on these stocks. I'm not your mother. Initial jobless claims were higher than expected. Um... There's a lot of business headlines these days about how Americans are paying the price for shoddy coronavirus response. Uh, this is going to be a bad five months. And when I say that, it's just until we get through this election, there's going to be a lot of finger pointing is my assumption. Hey, I really, 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 really like doing the show for you guys. If there's anything you want me to work on or focus on, I will. I can make it more basic. I can make it more complicated. Drop me an email, Rob at Rob Black Show. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.